You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here's your host, James Marshall. I go work like a doctor. When I rock the mic, you've got to like the way I operate. I make miracles happen just for Welcome, Wealth Builders, to podcast number 46. Have a better than average understanding of your benefit package at work. Telling everybody hanging out on the block, it's time to wake up, check the clock, punch it. I go Many people rely solely on the benefits offered by their employer. They depend on the benefit package for their life insurance, their health insurance, their disability insurance, and of course, their retirement savings. These are very important components of your wealth building strategy, to say the least. And since these benefits are so important to your financial well-being, why don't you have a better than average understanding of what the package offers and how to maximize your benefits? If you ask most people how much life insurance they have at work or what they will be paid if they're disabled at work or how their qualified retirement plan works, they will say, I'm not sure. But in the defense, it can be pretty confusing. However, it is something you must make yourself understand. Understanding and maximizing your benefit package at work can keep you from being victimized by unforeseen financial situations and setbacks. And we all know financial situations and setbacks happen. And we're going to talk about it after our If You Don't Know, Now You Know segment. Today's question comes from Avery. James, I have a question. I'm in my 40s. Is it too late to start building wealth on investing? What are the first steps I should take to begin my journey? Hey, Avery. Thanks for that question. And you know, it's right in line with this week's topic. But first of all, 40 anything is still young. And you still have approximately 15 to 20 years to prepare for retirement. You first want to begin with the end in mind. By this, I mean knowing what retirement means to you. What will you do? Where will you live? And how much money will you need each month to finance that lifestyle? Next, you need to take an honest assessment of your current situation. What are your current monthly expenses? How much debt do you have? How much money do you have saved for your qualified retirement accounts or in your qualified retirement accounts? Will your group insurances stay with you when when you retire? Will you receive a monthly pension from your employer? All this information lets you know if you're on track for a successful retirement or if you're going to have to make some adjustments to your plan. Adjustments like, do I need to work longer? Do I need to save more money? Do I need to be more aggressive with my retirement savings? Or do I need to reduce the amount of money that I need when I retire? And from this position, you start building your plan and taking action. 
you know, action steps like maximizing your contribution to your employer's retirement account, as well as other non-qualified tax deferred savings plans like a fixed index annuity. You know, Avery, I hope that this information was helpful to you. But the important thing to remember is that you have to take action and take action now. And this is a good time to introduce this week's guest. This week, I want to welcome my good friend Rhoda Haskins to the podcast. Rhoda is a benefit specialist for ADP and is here to help us make some sense of employer benefit plans. All right, we want to welcome Rhoda Haskins uh, to the podcast of 100 Wealth Building Seeds with James Marshall. Been knowing Rhoda for years, and I'm just so glad that you have decided or agreed to be on the podcast. Welcome, Rhoda. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for the invite. I was excited when I got the call from you. Glad to be here. You know, who else else can I call if I need to talk to an expert (laughs) about HR benefit packages? Oh, I don't know, but you you chose the right person at the right time because I was up in rare form when you called. <laughs> hey, I have a knack for that. Okay. Well, well Rhoda, tell us a little bit about what you do and who you work for. I'm a senior analyst at a company called Health Equity. And what we do, we specialize in the HSA accounts. That's what we're known for. We're trying to be number one in the industry that service HSA accounts. Okay. And and what is a, a FSA account? Okay, okay. HSA, HSA is the health savings account. Mm-hmm. The FSA is the flexible spending account. And I okay. wanted to uh, tell you the difference between the two. Okay, and, and, and these are components of, of a lot of employees' uh, benefit packages, you know, such as your group life, your, your group disability. You also might have this to offset or supplement your health insurance, correct? Exactly. As well as now, the HSA is more or less of a uh, investment tool that a lot of people don't realize that that it is as of now. So it's like new. You know, we're we're used to hearing about FSA. We've heard of life insurance. We've heard of long term disability. But here within the last five years, the hoppy name now is HSA. So you hear a lot of people they are like, hey, what is HSA? And you get the a little bit feel of it, but I'm here to just give you a little bit of background about it. Okay. Well, before we get into the HSA, which I think is very interesting, and I'm glad <laughs> that you're talking about it because I'm sure everybody wants to hear about that. Um, in your history of working in HR, what do you find are some of the benefits that a lot of employees overlook or don't truly understand about what their benefit package provides for them? I believe most of the components that people overlook are the short-term disability, the long-term disability, and the care. You know, as we get older, there's also packages out there for long-term care. Mm -hmm. There's also packages that uh, you can invest in as far as like cancer policies. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, especially like our younger generation, just like I was, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about investing in, you know, those type of policies. But as you get older, we need them, especially if something were to happen. We have something to supplement our incomes. Okay. Now, one of the things that um, comes up often when I speak with clients is the whole concept of the plans being portable. When you (laughs) when you leave, what can you take and when you can what can't you take and how do you go about taking those things? with you? Okay, with HSA, that's portable. So okay. you can't take that. Uh, the FSA, 
It's not a portable account. Once you leave your company, it stays with the company. As far as like uh, the not insurance, like health insurance, you can mm-hmm. get a Cobra plan. Okay. Life insurance, they'll give you like thirty-five to forty-five days to. It's portable, but you have to pay. It's of course it's more expensive, but it right. is offered to you. Um, these plans here, they're offered by your employer. Okay. So, for example, like the health savings accounts. They are for persons. It's a high deductible insurance plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's for a high deductible to mean with a regular um, medical coverage, for example, like FSA. Mm-hmm. Biweekly, your coverage might be $250 per pay period, mm-hmm. whereas with a high deductible plan, it's only going to be like 75 So you're saving money there. And it's mainly for persons that's not like sickly. So the HSA, the high deductible plan covers your preventive maintenance at no cost. And it's also um, it's pre-taxed. You know, you pay that with your pre-tax dollars. It's a lower medical insurance premium, as stated. Instead of it being $250 a pay period, just a, a guesstimate, it's only like $75 a pay period. So that way you're, you're able to save money, you know, have more disposable income coming home. And also uh, it's it's used for qualified medical expenses. So this this account is it's normally like employer max. And also it's an investment tool. So you're also getting interest earned on those accounts that uh, from, from that you're investing in. Not only that, up to age 65, you can pull out your money anytime you want to pull it out, even if it's not a medical uh, expense. If you have like an emergency, I'm just going to say like your car breaks down, you don't have the money, you're behind on the mortgage payment and you can pull that money out, but it's a 20 percent penalty along with the taxes. However, over 65, you can pull the money out for anything without a penalty. This is the HSA you're speaking of, correct? Yeah, that's an HSA. And there's no car- uh, carryover limits. Um, you can carry over, say, for example, if you have $25,000 in your in your account, you, it carries over with you. Uh, like an FSA, you can't carry it over. It's one that it's a user lose. So that's you use, it in, use it in that year that you funded it or you lose it for the next year. Correct. And that's with the FSA, you know, with the FSA, if you don't, it's a user lose. So if you have $10,000 at the end of the year and you're not aware that it's in your account, you're notified to use that money by the first quarter of the next year. If you don't use that money, it's a lose, which a lot of people, they aren't aware of that. So you really need to be careful about that. So it's important. And- it's important to utilize your financial plan to determine, like, for instance, let's say you've got a huge medical expense that you know is coming up this year. That would be the year to fully fund your FSA account so that you can utilize that money, correct? Even both, even with an HSA, if you know that you're going to have a a big medical expense, utilize uh, your HSA for because your company, most companies are giving you a dollar for dollar match. Okay. And you have up to like for a family is $7,200 and for a single person is $3,500. So if you kind of like budget it out, if your medical expense is going to be, say, $10,000, well, you know you have $7,500 already in the pot, so you only have to come up with $1,500. But where, again, where you're saving money is those lower insurance premiums. So there you're saving money there. But with the high deductible, I'm sorry, with the FSA, you're budgeting, but you're having the uh, higher insurance premium. Gotcha. And plus, both of them are tax deductibles. Is that correct? 
Right. Both are tax deductible. Uh, both are pre-tax. So it's pre, you know, taxes don't come out of, uh, of it before you hit your policy mm-hmm. and you have the catch up plan with the HSAs. For example, anybody 55 and over, you're allowed up to $1,500 extra to go towards your HSA account. Whereas with FSA, you, you don't have that. Okay. Uh, now, now, are HSA accounts only used for employer-employee relationships, or do some self-employed uh, individuals have that same um, uh, ability to use that account? It's the it's mainly the employer because it's it's it it gives the employer a tax advantage, and it also gives them a cut on the premiums for the company that they offer the insurance premiums. So if you have a, a small business, a LLC or a S corporation, and you're paying yourself a W-2, uh-huh. you could set up a HSA in your company for yourself, or is this still not something you can do? No, I think it's more for, uh, there's like companies over maybe 300 employees that okay. it's offered to. But I'll okay, so, so, the, so, the, so there's usually a limit of the number of employees. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, does this there's fall? not a maximum. There's a minimum. There's not a okay. maximum, but there's okay. a minimum. Now, does this fall under the ERISA rules like with most qualified accounts? I mean, what are the government restrictions for companies that utilize that, that program? Well, the only restriction is you can't have both. It's either HSA or FSA. And mm-hmm. you can't have, for example, if you have a family coverage and you have uh, your husband, has, you're still working and your husband has Medicare, Medicaid. You can't have both HSA and Medicaid or Medicare. Mm-hmm. However, you can have it up until you can have it up until uh, you you're of age. So if your husband's on Medicare, Medicaid, it doesn't matter. But you as an employer, employee, you can have the uh, the HSA. But now, you just can't the, have it. Does, does this, does this um, hinder your ability to put money into your 401k. So no, it's, both, right? it's, an it's an additional, and that's the, mm-hmm. another great thing. This is the new investment tool. And I've always tried to figure that out. I'm like, well, how, how are they doing both? Because mm-hmm. not only can you max out your 401k, mm-hmm. you can also max out your HSA and your HSA again is an investment tool. So you can max out. So if your government, if you have 5% that your employees matching 5%, Max it out. Your 401k, you can put as much into it as you want. And with the 401k, as you know, you also have that additional that you can put in of age 55 and older. So you have two investment tools that's offered to you that a lot of people don't realize. Okay. Now you say as an investment tool, I know that in 401k, you're going to have various accounts inside of the 401k that you can manage. The money inside the HSA, where is that housed? Is that in a money market account or do you get to choose how it's invested inside the account? We have a trustee. This, most companies have a trustee that's over it. And then within your trustee, they do offer different plans in which they uh, invest your money into. And you are more than welcome to look at it, change it, meet with them. But they're like your personal advisors for free. Okay. So you can be as aggressive as you want to be or as conservative as you want. Exactly. Yes. And you can flip it. You can change it. And for example, like if you only start off with $100 a pay period, you can anytime you can go up on the up until you reach your $7,500 or 
or you, if you get into a bind, you want to take it down. So it's very flexible. So very you don't flexible. have to, you, you can change it at any time. Now, are there, the HSA, you can't. You can't. Are there beneficiaries on the HSA? HSA? Yes. yes. So this case probated death. Yes. So you have your, uh, whomever, you know, your beneficiaries on, it's just, it's, it's, um, you know, it's the same as the FSA as far as the beneficiaries, mm-hmm. you name who you want or what have you. But it's just the it's just a great program that a lot of people really need to try to research. And, right. Right. Now, let me let me ask you the money that the company matches. If you're contributing the 75 into the HSA and the company puts in twenty five hundred and the person dies. Now, does the beneficiary get the seventy five or do they get the whole ten thousand? Do they get to put the, contrib- <laughs> the company contributes as well? The beneficiary gets it all. So whatever the company, whatever the company puts in and whatever you put in. But the max, I'm sorry, is seventy five hundred. So you okay. have to watch the guideline too. So if you're putting in five thousand, your employee, they're gonna match it up into the the max. Sure so, so the max is not the max is not what you can put in, the max is what's total can put in. Right. And that's okay. government regulated. Okay, great, mm-hmm. great. Well, you know what? That's some information I did not include when I was talking about benefit okay. packages. So this is a bonus. And I appreciate okay. this great information because that's not something that comes up often at all. A lot of people don't even have uh, any knowledge of the FSA, let alone the HSA. So that this is really good timely information. Right. And then with the FSA, a lot of the uh, younger generation that, you know, newly married, if they have children, then they do have the dependent care on the FSA, which helps them with child care. So oh, okay. HSA, does, we do not, it does not house the uh, dependent care account, but all the other benefits are way greater. You see, okay. I'm, I'm pro HSA. <laughs> I see this. <laughs> I just want to make sure in summary that, because it, it can be very confusing. I get confused just listening to you about the difference between the two. FSA is a flexible spending account. Correct. Which an employer can put, an employee can put into this account to use to pay the deductibles on their health insurance and other um, spending that is qualified inside that type of account that they have. Correct. The HSA is the health savings account. Correct. Uh-huh. And that's the one that is transferable. It is an investment. It can be matched. It can be used for things outside of healthcare. Yes. And you can increase more, increase your contributions once you get over the age of 55, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're a quick study. I like <laughs> But I also want to say, too, there's a book out. It's uh, by Todd Berkeley. He's the author, and it's mm-hmm. called HSA's Owner's Manual. So if um, some, if you're more interested, if you're interested, I suggest that you get this book. And it's about Todd who? Todd who? It's Todd Berkeley, B-E-R-K-L-E-Y. Okay. It's a good read, and I find it very interesting. And I I, I was reviewing it last night to get prepared for you today, mm-hmm. and I've learned several things. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, like <laughs> I knew about, like, the qualified medical expenses, and I knew you could withdraw funds after 65, but I didn't know that you could draw funds from it in the event of an emergency prior to the age of 65. But, but in, in closing, is there anything in particular that you would like for our listeners to know uh, about this benefit and, and, and how they can best utilize it? Uh, open enrollment is coming up soon. And I would highly suggest that your listeners 
talk to their pay uh, HR people and ask as many questions as they can, because after all, if this is your money, you don't mm-hmm. want to use or lose. And it's a great investment tool. And, and uh, how many companies actually administer this HSA? Right. Is it just standing companies such as the Fidelities, MetLife's? Uh, They're getting into, the Fidelity world. is now uh, is getting into a UMB. You've heard of UMB. Yes. They, you know, they house the. Uh, they were monitoring our accounts at first, but now it's several companies. But we're like, like I said, we're in the top five. Health equity. At, so health, health equity. Health equity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look for that name, and they're a great company. And we're just, you know, they're they're by like a lot of mom and pops. They bought our division of ADP because mm-hmm. I worked for ADP, and they bought our division of the HSA. Mm-hmm. And is it a Fortune 500 company? Is it, is it on the exchange or is it privately held? Uh, I put I you out there. I, I threw you a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know we've been. I've been in the investors meetings, and I know they're going towards that. So I, I, I don't know. I want to say yes because we have the the symbol. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you're definitely on the exchange. Then what's the symbol? Right. right. You know what the ticker symbol is? HQY. HQY. Well, we're going to check that one out. That might be one of the stocks that we highlight. Never know. What's coming? I'll tell you. If you don't know, now you know. (laughs) Well, Rhoda, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to get on the call and share some of this information with with our listeners. And I I wish that they can, if this was a video, they can can see you. You, You're well coordinated here. You got on your your blouse matching, (laughs) your, your earrings, and everything's just popping. Well, I had to be ready for you. I, I didn't know. So I had to be ready. I'm always ready. Always. But it's been a pleasure. And if it's, if, if there's anything that I can ask, you know, after your podcast, you feel free. Please call me. I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. All right, Rhoda. Thank you so much for all that great information. Basically, I'm hoping that this podcast will educate my listeners on what they need to be doing now and what they have at work. What you have at work can be very beneficial towards your long-term financial planning. And for more information, please go over to my website, marshallyourmoney.com, click on resources, and download some of our complimentary brochures that talk about various benefit packages. In particular, it talks about what Social Security can provide for you when you retire, along with a lot of other good stuff on the website. But go over and check it out. And until next time... Keep building wealth. Peace. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to James at MarshallYourMoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. 
know you can I teach you how to save Don't waste your money But bank your money Don't spend your end I teach you how to save Your bank account will be spilling out With them dividends I teach you how to save Rule number one If it ain't making money It ain't making sense